right, welcome in to uh, Missouri 8-Man Football. Also recording this for Straight Up Sports as well. A little bit of a look inside of Missouri 8-Man Football and exactly what we're going to do um, this week. It gives time for people to kind of roll in here a little bit for this um, little Week 6 preview. We're going to review Week 5 as well uh, going into the season. Should be a lot of fun here. Um, we'll be open for any questions um, you have here. I'll try to answer them all. Um, at the end kind of deal, or if I see them as I'm going, I'll answer them as well. So give it a minute for more people to, there we go, got someone coming in here. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Missouri 8-Man Football Facebook Live. A little bit of a preview uh, for week number six. We're over halfway through the season. Thank you guys for joining us here on the broadcast. Hope everybody's having a good uh, Wednesday night. I thought I'd do this on a more regular basis as we close out the year a little bit and kind of recap a little bit of what happened last week and preview for the next week here. Um, on a Facebook Live. That way, if you guys have any questions, you guys can ask me, and I can answer them live kind of deal. So, I'll start off first with last week's action. Let me get my schedule pulled up here. Uh, last week, can I go through the ranked teams first? Uh, Stanbury took down Pattonsburg, 75-14. No big surprise in that one. Stanbury, very talented team. Pattonsburg can kind of rebuild a little bit. Um, big score there for Stanbury, but no big surprise. Drexel Osceola was canceled to COVID on the Osceola side. Uh, the game that I was at, number five, Worth County, at number two, King City last week, 44-34 win for Worth County, and a very impressive win for the Tigers. I know me and Anthony were both at the game. We talked about it afterwards, and we're kind of discussing some stuff. Worth County, they're so multiple on offense. You have um, – everyone knows Ryan Hart's a stud running the ball. Everyone knows Gladstone can throw the ball. Gladstone, also a decent runner. They got McIntyre. They got Rundy. They got a good offensive line. They can attack you in many different ways there, and it was really impressive to watch them play there against a good team like King City and kind of put it all on display for us. Uh, they only didn't score on four drives. Three were ended in fumbles, and the other one uh, was the end of the first half, the end of the one-yard line when time ran out. So Worth County looked fantastic there last Friday night. They looked like a team that I was sleeping on a bit at the start of the year. I thought they were the third-best team in the GRC coming in, but it, it kind of a, yeah, I think Stanbury King are the best two, then Worth County is right there behind them kind of deal. They made me wrong there, so good win for Worth County. Very impressed with what they showed last week. For King City, I talked about this a little bit on Friday and then going into the week kind of deal. They just got to find a second pitch. Everyone knows Parker Muff's a really good running back, perhaps the best in the state. He's going to get his, I think it was 46 carries for 322 yards and five touchdowns versus Worth County. He ate versus Stanbury. He ate versus North Andrew. He's going to get his yardage. Um, he's going to be very effective when he does. But you can't count on that for four quarters to still win games, put points on the board, um, because eventually they're going to key on him only. So you have to have Landon Wells throw the ball to Corbin Taylor and Ty Mooney and guys like that have to step a little bit more and they got to be trusted a little bit more in those situations. And I trust Coach Breckenridge to get all that kind of figured out. That's why he's the X and those guys I'm just talking here in the media. King City is going to be fine. They still got a really good old line. Their defense played pretty soft. I know King Worth County had their way with them a little bit, but they still forced some turnovers. They were opportunistic in their way, and they were not getting gashed kind of deal there as well. They were holding their own – Really, they were against the run. They were fine. It was those big pass plays they got to figure out on defense. So, King City will be fine in that one. Another top 10 matchup, number four, East Ashton versus number 10, Rockport. EA, 48-0. Did what I kind of expected them to do. Good win for East Ashton. Uh, they're head and shoulders the best team in the 275. That's just the way it is this year. They're head and shoulders the best team in the conference. I think Rockport is right up that second through fourth, fifth range kind of there with them, South Holt, Mound City, Platte Valley. I think those four teams are all kind of fighting for that middle ground the top of 275, and East Ashton is just a whole step above all those teams right now. I know they still have to play uh, Platte Valley and Mountain City. got Mountain City this week, but I don't expect EA to have any issues in conference play this year going forward. Uh, North Shelby, Knox County, number six-ranked North Shelby last week, did win 52-14. No big surprise there. North Shelby, very good team. Knox, um, injury bug a little bit, has kind of brought them down a bit. Knox is still a good football team. Uh, just ran into a couple of good opponents last two weeks. North Shelby, a very good football team, as we've kind of seen this whole year. They've been forgotten there in the northeast part of the state, but they are still a good football team. And also, be people, more people rolling in here. I want to remind you that if you have any questions, feel free to ask them, um, and I'll try to get to them at the end of the, of the broadcast kind of deal there um, and try to answer some questions as we go. So if you have any questions for last week, this week, stuff like that, just throw them my way. I'll try to answer them as we go here. Um. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, a 68 to 28 win for Oric at home versus Northwest Hughesville. Oric number 17 in the state last week. Big win for them. Blake Buchanan's been fantastic the last couple of weeks. Them, therefore, really the last four years for Oric. 
So he's been really well. They got Jackson Miller back from COVID. They moved Xander Stevenson to, to quarterback there. I advise you to go to Anthony's podcast. We have it shared on the Facebook and the Twitter pages. Anthony Crane, he had Coach Thagger from Oric on this week. And he talked about the development of his team and them kind of unlearning bad habits kind of deal and how they're kind of figuring that out as way going forward now. And Oric's a team to keep an eye on. In their district, I'll get to this later, is them, LeBlanc, and King City kind of fighting for who's going to make it out of that district. If they can get things kind of rolling here, they got a big game coming up this week. Look for the Bearcats of Oric to possibly be a team to look out for in that one. <clears throat> Another great game down south. Number nine, Bishop LeBlanc, and number eight, Archie. Archie was able to hold on for a 28-24 to win and getting ready for this week. Another big game for Archie. They've had three straight games here, including next this upcoming Friday, well, they're going to be tested kind of deal. So I'm really excited to see what Archie does here. They're a younger team, but I think they're kind of developing into their own and figuring out how they're going to win games a little bit. Their defense has been fantastic this year. The offense is still creative and figuring out ways to score a little bit there. So Archie, good win over LeBlanc team. They did get healthier. They had Reggie Love back at, at running back. Still don't have uh, Jake Carell. I think he was missing on the stats. Well, he's missed the last two weeks for him. That's a big receiver they're missing there and a big component of their offense they don't have right now. But Bishop LeBlanc is still a good football team, and it was kind of a good gauging game for both those teams, and Archie was able to get a win there in that one. Rich Hill beat Appleton City 46-8. Overtime, double overtime game there in Bramer last week. Uh, Bramer wins their homecoming over Norburn Harden Central 40-34, and I kind of went back to the Jamboree when I was thinking about this game and picking it last week, and... Bramer had looked a little bit better in the Jamboree, in my opinion, kind of watching both teams for the first time and kind of looking at the talent on the fields a little bit. And I know Bert was missing a couple of guys in that Jamboree. But Bramer looked really solid there. They looked better than they have in the past kind of deal. Their freshman quarterback, I think it's Jordan Haley. Make sure I get that right. Yeah, Jordan Haley. He leads the state in all-purpose yards this year right now, 1,967. Uh, he's second in the state in touchdowns with 23. Um, just behind Jacob Coffey from uh, Drexel is 25. He's also first in the state in passing yards uh, with 1,379 yards, um, 275 a game. Nothing to sneeze at there. He's They're throwing the ball around a little bit. But a big number versus Oric, big numbers again versus Norman Harden Central. He's also third in the state in passing touchdowns with four, with 13. So he's putting the big numbers as a freshman kind of deal. There's some stepping stones there for Bramer that I like going forward. Um, up after that, Jasper defeated Liberal 34-6. to They actually threw the ball and completed a pass this week, so that's impressive. Uh, Jasper, through five weeks, has thrown the ball nine times. Uh, they were 0 for 5 the second game of the year. They didn't throw it weeks one, two, or one, three, or four. Um, they finally threw it last week, I think, four times, uh, finally completed a pass there. So I was kind of waiting for Jasper to complete a pass this year. It's kind of cool to see them finally do it last week and a win over Liberal. They're going to run the heck out of the football, though. That's what Jasper's going to do. A tough loss to Archie uh, this week. They kind of came in, got that rebound win versus Liberal to kind of position themselves as the third best team in the conference there in the Wemo. Uh, Lockwood took care of Greenfield, 59-0. I have Lockwood in my top 10 this week. I have them still at number 10. I think the Tigers are a very good football team. They're getting slept on because they're a new team. They lost that week one game versus Pierce City in an eight-man game with Pierce City 11-man team coming down. Everyone kind of forgot about them. Since that point, beating Jasper, their big win since then, they just look really solid and look dominant since that point. So I think Lockwood's starting to figure out 8-man a little bit, and I like where they're going um, so far. Let's say they're just outside the top 10 right now in the media poll. Uh, Mound City, Nottoway Valley. Mound City won 58-14. Good win for the Panthers. They're kind of getting things figured out and getting right with their program going forward. Nottoway Valley still trying to figure some things out. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Uh, there for the Thunder. They can hang with teams a little bit, but they just you can't do it for four quarters right now. And that's a learning thing. I know they're not a young team. I got this wrong earlier in the year. They're not a young team. They're an inexperienced team, though. They got some upperclassmen playing who didn't get a lot of playing time the last couple of years that have really put them behind the eight ball a little bit. So we'll see what they do going forward for the rest of this season. Uh, a great game for non-top ten games. Albany, Platte Valley. Platte Valley was able to get a win, 56 238. Big win for Platte Valley. I think Anthony's calling them the Patriots now. I'm not sure about that at this point. We'll see what Platte Valley. I'm begging Platte Valley to pick a mascot because I go to all my stat stuff and I have like all the teams, their mascot, and their coach. And there's just one blank spot in the middle where Platte Valley just has no mascot. And it's really frustrating because I can't talk about them in any way. It's like it's Platte Valley. That's it. But the Albany Warriors uh, didn't have enough quite there to beat Platte Valley. A great game back and forth. Just Platte Valley was able to extend at the end and win 56 to 38. Great win for Platte Valley. Going into this year for 275, I'm like, where are they going to win out of conference? I thought Stewartsville-Osborne could against Keatsville, and they did. 
Um, but Rockford play King City. South Old had Worth County. EA has Stanbury. That's still a toss-up game. Uh, Nottoway Valley has Bishop LeBlond. I kind of looked at the conference. I'm like, they might only win one out of conference game. Mount City had Albany. I wasn't sure about that one. But Platte Valley got a huge win over Albany. And it's huge for Platte Valley in the 275 to show that, hey, the we might have the top team. We have EA, and that's about it at the top. But that middle is still pretty solid against other middle teams um, and other, co- other conferences. So good win there for Platte Valley. Uh, North Andrew beat St. Joe Christian 74-6. to They scored 74 straight points. North Andrew's good. St. Joe Christian's rebuilding. It's kind of it for that one. Uh, same thing with St. Paul Lutheran beating Keatsville 63-6. Concordia-Santa Fe, high-scoring game, 92-66 to win for Concordia. Big win for the Orioles. Um, and Santa Fe started the year 3-0, lost a couple weeks here in a row against Norman Harden Central and Concordia. Kind of took some wind out of their sails. They got a tough schedule here down the stretch. I'm not sure what to do with Santa Fe at this point, but Concordia, they had a pretty tough schedule at this point coming, going into the year a little bit. I know um, they had lost to... Rockport, they lost to St. Paul Lutheran, um, lost to, I think it was uh, Drexel Week 1 and Liberal. So they've had a decently tough schedule there as well. They finally got a game here where they get a big win um, in conference as well and in division. So a huge win there for Concordia over their rival in Santa Fe, their other rival outside the city limits of Concordia at least. Um, <clears throat> Schuyler County playing KCE's Christian. Just couldn't put, pull off the victory there. I think Skyler was up. 20 to 14 or so, 20 to 12 going into the fourth quarter. Lost 24 to 20. Tough loss for the Rams. I thought they were going to pull out a win there and get something kind of going for them going forward. So kind of a tough, tough loss for them. Uh, but KC East, I think they're improved this year. They, they beat Norman Horn Central Week One, so I think Skyler is getting a little better. KC East a little better than they have been in the past. So that's how that game went. Uh, South Hope beat DeKalb 64 to six, and then Southwest Livingston beat beat Stewartsville Osborne 22 to 12. And a big win for uh, Livingston. They needed kind of a win like that to kind of get things going and get a win and kind of get things right a little bit there. They've had a tough start to the schedule. They've had some really tough games, uh, losing to Mound City, South Hole, East Addison, some of the better teams at 275. They got Platte Valley this week. Um, and we're just going to shift here and actually go to the media poll, get that poll up here and kind of cover up my face a little bit here, maybe a little better view for everybody there at home. Um, but as you see there, Stanberg in all first place votes, Worth County and Drexel and EA in the top four, uh, all separated by just two points from those three teams. Worth County right now sitting at two, Drexel and East Ashton tied for that third spot right now with 63 points apiece. Uh, North Shelby with five at five, they're with 41 points. Uh, King City at, at six at 39, there was a nice little battle there for five in the media poll when I was count, counting up the votes. Uh, seven, eight, Oric Archie very close as well, 28 27. Uh, they both have big games on the road this week. Uh, one out of conference, one of the conference matchups. So we'll see how they do. Uh, St. Paul Lutheran. I've been trying to get them the rankings all year long, and they finally get in here at number nine, 14 votes. They got Santa Fe this week, and Bishop LeBlanc stays in the top ten. They drop a spot to number ten with nine points there as they play KC East Christian this week. Try to get back on the winning ways there and improve to five and one. Uh, but I think the next two teams of the, t- the media poll that I got left out here are very interesting, Lockwood and North Andrew. And technically Lockwood, if you look at the Mitchell website, they're 4-0. Um, but I cut that for week one loss. I mean, they lost to Pierce City. I, we all saw that kind of deal. I still have them number 10 in my ranking. I think they're a very good football team. Just couldn't quite get to that 10 spot right now in the media poll. North Andrew is the best 3-2 and two team in the state right now. They got four points there for the poll. They got number one Stanbury here on the road this week. A big matchup for them, as well as Rockwood. Now four and one, they fell out of the top ten, but they got at King City this week. So still some time for them to kind of bounce back and show their worth a little bit. We'll look at the conference standings here real quick. And again, if anybody has any questions at all, send them my way. I'm going to answer them here at the end, um, or as we kind of go, if something kind of pops up that really kind of interests interests me a little bit, so we can kind of see what's going on um, with those. <clears throat> I'm just going to share this real quick. So, yeah, that's what we have for you guys right now. Um, here, chart with 275 Conference. Um, East Atchison, they're 5-0 in conference play, 5-0 on the year. I don't think that the change. But you see that little group right behind them, Rockport, Mountain City, South Holt, and even Platte Valley. Uh, Platte Valley, their two losses are to South Holt and East Ad- and South Holt and Rockport. Whenever Platte Valley has some COVID issues, so we'll see how they do going forward. They did beat Mountain City head to head already, so the only their toughest conference game left is East Addison. Rockport, they still have to play Mountain City and South Holt. Um, 
So still some things going on here in the middle of that conference to kind of figure out. Southwest Livingston still has to play Nottoway Valley as well. Nottoway Valley still has uh, DeKalb on their schedule as well there, and DeKalb Stewartsville still to play each other. So still some interesting things to kind of sort out in the 275. We'll go over to the Grand River Conference now um, and kind of see what's going on over there. Uh, Stanbury and Worth County, both undefeated in conference. Stanbury's played one more conference game at this point. But Worth County's played one more game overall. So we'll see what happens here. Worth County, they still have to play North Andrew. They still have to play Worth County. They still have to play Stanbury. Uh, Stanbury still has both those teams as well. So they got two tough conference games left for both those teams at least. Uh, King City, only conference game they have left is, I believe, Albany. So they're in a good shape right now to finish probably 3-2 and two in conference. I think they'll finish 7-2 and two overall uh, going forward. Uh, we'll go to the Central River League. And I'm going to correct this because I've said Central River Conference all year is the Central River League now. Um, we go for the I-70 division first. There's five teams there. Oric, St. Paul Lutheran, Concordia, Santa Fe, and Northwest Hughesville. Hughesville, all three of their losses in conference are to North Shelby, Lutheran, and Oric, the three best teams in the conference um, right there. Um, but Oric, they're undefeated in conference. They still got North Shelby to play, I believe. And... I think Santa Fe as well. I think it's the last conference they had, two conference teams they have kind of deal going forward. So they have a good chance they got catapulted up. Uh, St. Paul Lutheran, uh, their tough conference games are pretty much in the books at this point. They won't play North Shelby, and they've already played Oregon Hughesville. So St. Paul Lutheran looking pretty good at this point. Concordia, big win over Santa Fe. They still have to play Northwest Hughesville, I believe. Um, and then, of course, kind of going down uh, the ranks a little bit. Bramer being 2 0 in division is very interesting with wins over Keatsville and Norman Harden Central. Um, and they still have some big games coming out. They have Concordia still. Um, and kind of some interesting games where they could possibly continue winning a little bit here. They still got – I think they still play Santa Fe as well. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, still some things in the CRL to kind of look at. We'll go over to the Weemill real quick down south. Archie and Drexel playing this week for the conference title. Uh, Jasper's there right behind them at 2-1 and one in conference play. Um, Rich Hill, one and two. I think Rich Hill and Osceola will be fighting for that fourth place in the, in the conference with Osceola and Appleton City there at the bottom. So Rich Hill and Liberal have a big game here in week nine coming up that we'll keep an eye on. And you can see the independents down there as well with LeBlanc and Lockwood, both four and one, three and two for Knox, and then everyone else either one and three or 0 oh and five. So that's kind of the conference standings here right now. Uh, quick question here from Coach Hayscamp, former assistant at South Holt Nolly Holt, now, um, doing 11-man stuff. So which coach in a new job is doing the best? Anyone outperforming their expectations going into the year on the coaching side? Um, best job as a new coach? Um, a few come to mind. I know Platte Valley done a great job over there. Um, Silkit does a great job over there. Kind of turned that culture around a little bit. I would say the thing about Coach Thacker there at Oric, they had a, a lot of talent as a bed there. It was just – undisciplined and needed to be cultivated a little bit. He's done a great job with that. I think Coach Adwell has done a fantastic job at Worth County. I know they have a lot of talent there as well, but they were a mess last year, and they needed to kind of right the ship a little bit, and they've done that so far this season um, with that. Um, I think who else new coach this year. I probably remember all the new coaches. We had a bunch of them uh, this season as well. Let me see here. I'm missing anybody else. Oh, Coach Stuckey there at North Shelby, undefeated, kind of keeping the ship kind of going over there. I think he deserved a little bit of a shout-out as a new coach. Um, but everyone else has kind of been either there for a while or kind of they took over a rebuilding program, so it's kind of hard to tell at this point. Like Seth Bass at uh, Northland Christian, kind of tough to kind of see what's going on over there. There's talent there. It's developing, but it's a first-year program. It's hard to kind of judge that accurately in the first year. That's a thing we'll judge two or three years on the road when they kind of get everything cultivated. And going a little bit over there. Um, who else here? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good little thing right now. Um, everyone else has either been a coach already, kind of dealing kind of just changes in the program or whatever it may be uh, with that kind of going forward. So I'm going to leave it at that kind of deal. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to Coach Douglas there at Bramer. They've really turned some things around the last couple of years. They only had won three games in eight-man before um, last year, doing a great job with that. Kind of going forward, uh, Coach Dean, I don't know. what this, uh, Coach Dean's talking about birds in the comments. I'm not sure what's going on um, there. So <laughs> I'm not sure. He just threw me off a little bit there. Thanks, Coach Dean. I can't wait to see Coach Dean tomorrow night, uh, Friday night there uh, for a little football down south. I am traveling south this week for Archie and Drexel. We'll get to that here. I'll pull up the schedule. Actually, first we're going to go to district standings. 
and what this kind of looks like uh, so far this season. So starting District 1, down south, Archie, Drexel, Lockwood kind of battling for those top three spots. Lockwood has the head-to-head over Jasper right now, and Archie has the head over both of them. Uh, Drexel will not play Lockwood this year, um, but Drexel does play Archie and Jasper, so still some time to sort out the top four over there. But I think everything else looks pretty intact of what it's going to be over there. I know Appleton still plays Greenfield later. Greenfield already beat Osceola. Uh, Liberals in good shape there, that 5-6, with them with Rich Hill kind of fighting for that positioning over there. So that district looks pretty figured out, in my opinion, kind of looking at it going forward. Um, and it looks like yeah, – thanks, Coach Douglas. You demand. Okay, so it's a good time there. Uh, also, Bramer, a solar uh, weightlifting facility, uh, much improved kind of deal with that. Uh, district number two, uh, North Shelby right now, they're in great shape with wins over um, Knox and I think Northwest Hughesville, they play Santa Fe later. They're going to be in good shape to get that one, one seed. Unless they trip up somewhere and Lutheran get them on points, then possibly St. Paul could host that district going forward. St. Paul Lutheran kind of locked in that two spot unless North Shelby falters. Um, Knox County, they're at three right now, but they do have a head-to-head loss to Northwest Hughesville, who I think is going to get some wins here down the stretch and could jump into that three-spot kind of deal. Uh, Santa Fe, they're at four right now. I think the look at Santa Fe, though, they've lost to Norburn, Harden Central, and Concordia head-to-head. So if they drop down, and you only you only flip-flop one spot. So if they go to five, for example, them and Hughesville flip-flop spots. So say points is Santa Fe five, Hughesville four. Santa Fe and Norburn, Harden Central can flip, but Santa Fe would be locked into the sixth spot. They could not fall to seven kind of deal. So it's something to look forward to going into the year um, in that district. Some head-to-head could impact not just the points that are there right now, but head-to-head could flip some teams in the standings as well uh, with that. Uh, Jared Simmons, how do the points work for district standings? Misha has an entire formula that I've tried to figure out before, but I really don't understand it. It's got win-loss record, strength of schedule, um, it goes by your opponent's record and the opponent's opponent's record kind of deal. So it gets really into the weeds. It changes a lot week to week kind of deal. So usually the tougher schedule you play, you get a little more points and a little boost up there. The teams you play have better records and that they've beaten good teams kind of deal. So it's really tough to kind of see right now um, exactly how it's going to shape up. I'm keeping track of it as the year goes on um, with the district standings a little bit and everything going forward with that. So that's how that kind of works. It's a very complicated formula they have right there. Um, let's see here. So that's district number two. A lot of figure out still in that district. District number three, who the winner of district three will play the winner of district number one. Uh, you have Oric, LeBlanc, and King City there at the top. Those could shuffle as the year goes on. Oric has two tough games here coming up with Worth County and North Shelby. LeBlanc, the toughest game they have left is Northwest Hughesville. Um, so they could finish 8-1, and 7-2, and two and maybe steal <coughs> the top seed in this district. I think King C is going to finish seven and two, so Oric somewhere between six and two, eight and zero, depending on how they do versus the two top teams of the state, Worth County and North Shelby. Those top three are going to fluctuate a little bit. I will say, if you're in District Three, you're the team that's somewhere between Livingston and Stewartsville Osborne right now. So Livingston, Bramer, Northland, Pattonsburg, Stewartsville, you do not want the sixth seed right now because you're guaranteed in the first round to play one of the top three teams in the district. Uh, you want the four or five or one of the playing games to play someone else, kind of your own little talent, maybe get a playoff win, then move on to play one of the better teams the following week. Kind of do you want to postpone that for as long as possible with that? And then district number four, um, the district of death. I mean, this district is just brutal. Um, right now, North Andrews, the eight seed. I don't expect that to continue. I think they're going to be able to jump up a little bit. I think North Andrews is going to finish around the five seed which is just brutal for the number one seed. Okay, great. We're the one seed. We get a void. So say, for example, say if EA just get the one seed. They beat Stanbury. They're able to get 9-0, get the one seed. Great. You avoid Worth County and Stanbury until the district championship game. But here comes North Andrew in the, state, in the district semifinals. That's brutal. Kind of deal. If North Andrew gets a six or six seed or something like that, that three seed has a brutal stretch. So for example, right now, say if North Andrew gets a six, Say Stanbury stays at three. They lose to Worth County at any stash in the end of the year, finishes the three seed. You go in the playoff, you got to play North Andrew first. You win that game, your reward is playing Worth County. You win that, your reward's playing East Atchison. <laughs> if you win that, your reward's probably playing North Shelby again or St. Paul Lutheran kind of deal. So that could be the toughest stretch I've seen in a long time. I know Mound City had a tough stretch a few years ago where they went through EA, through North Andrew to get to the state semifinals. I think that year is when they played Drexel. 
in the semifinals and then went on to win a state championship game. Um, but this this district is really tough. Even teams like South Holt's the seventh seed right now. South Holt, if you look at the points, would be the four seed in District Three. Would be the four uh, the three seed in District Number Two. Would be a five seed in District Number One. A lot of these teams here in District Number Four would be much higher seeded in other districts. Just kind of a, a weird draw of geography. Kind of deal with that going forward. With that, um, Coach Hayscamp said best player on a bad team. Oh, trying to think here. Who's um, let's see here. Maybe like some quick stats here. Kind of look here to just kind of refresh my memory um, on teams that kind of struggle a little bit going forward. Uh, Jordan Haley had to be in the conversation with Bramer. Uh, the freshman quarterbacks played really well this year, kind of surprising people. Um, Peyton Morrow for Liberal, I think, deserved a little bit of um, love for him. He's a really good player. I think Kipper Klein from Albany. I don't know if they're a bad team or not. They're going to finish with the under 500 record. He's a very good player that I think it's overlooked a little bit for them as well. Um, I think that was a good team now, so I can't really say Carter Lukes. I think he's a really talented player as well. Um, sorry. A um, couple of the Hossetter kids there for Santa Fe is pretty talented as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of really talented kids on some teams that aren't um, winning at high level right now. Uh, Dante Birch, Northland Christian, is another great one to – Mentioned in there as well, they're a team that uh, he's a guy that's really quick and explosive that's just kind of um, not a great line play there at North uh, Northland Christians. So they're kind of struggling right now. So a lot of good players. Uh, Bray Langfit from Pattonsburg, I think, could be in that discussion as well. Peyton McFrederick from Rich Hill. Um, kind of scrolling through here um, with that. Um, is EA the best – is EA's defense the best in the state? I mean, I lean that way right now. Right now they lead the state in uh, points per game allowed. I think it's at 2.4, yeah. So next place is Drexel at 6.5. Uh, neither one of the teams have played great schedules. They kind of pick up here later in the year. But EA, we've seen it for over two years now. Their defense is fantastic. You saw even three, four years ago. It's been a continuous thing for them and for Drexel and some of these teams to have really great defenses going on the whole year. EA's defense is – I don't have any questions about their defense. Merriweather might be the best linebacker in the state. He just flies around and makes plays. Uh, Aaron Schluter up front. They're fantastic on defense. I have nothing bad to say about EA's defense. The only thing I have with them is their offense against other good teams. And so far this year, their offense has been really good as well. So EA is a good team. I want to see them versus better competition so far. And that's not their fault. I'm not blaming them. 275 is down this year. Kind of a weird year for the 275. But I think Stanbury's defense is fantastic as well. Austin Colvin, when he's healthy in the middle of the defense, you really can't run the ball versus Stanbury. you got to kind of force the pass. And then they can kind of get after you on the pass as well. They do a lot of great things on defense there at Stanbury. I think Worth County's defense is solid. It's not quite to that level. I haven't seen Drexel in person yet, so I can't really speak on how great their defense is without seeing them kind of live in action. I'll see them this Friday. North Shelby, very good defense as well. So there's a lot of really good defense. I think St. Paul Lutheran um, can be included in that as well with a big D-line that's really active as well. There's a lot of good defense in the state. I think EA right now would be my number one defense, though, going forward. Thank you for the question there, Scott. John Dykstra, who is the most knowledgeable media member for 8-Man Football who doesn't have a vote in the poll? Hmm. Try to think who I'm leaving out of the poll that would be the most knowledgeable member of 8-Man uh, media uh, in the poll. It might be Zenner for the news press. I might give Zenner used to be a voter for us. Uh, last year it was Tenpenny, and I replaced Zenner with Tenpenny. So um, <laughs> that's what we have right now for the media members. Um, but all eight guys who do do the – Poll for eight man football do a great job. They get to me the polls every Sunday um, afternoon or evening of the latest kind of deal, and they do a great job of getting everybody ranked and get everybody some recognition from across the state. It's been a great to see it kind of explode here. Um, eight members there for the media poll for eight man football. I think it's a really solid number there that we have right there. And they do a great job, and I'll show the media poll here one more time while it's up here. And um, I'll let you know that <laughs> uh, what I have here going forward, my top ten personally, I have Stanbury one. Worth County 2, EA Drexel 3-4. I flipped the coin, I think, pretty much those two teams. Um, I had King City 5, North Shelby 6, Oryx 7, Archie 8. St. Paul Lutheran was at my 9, and my 10 was Lockwood. And I think North Andrew and LeBlanc were the first two teams out for me as personally. Um, I also considered South Holt as well. I think they're a team that's finally been under the radar after a couple, two of the first three weeks against really tough teams. Uh, Coach Douglas, if Southwest Livingston Bramer matchup in districts, if it happens, who you got? 
Oh, that's interesting. After I mean, I hate to go back to only what I've seen of those teams live, the Jamboree, but um, it's all. And if we kind of look at that one, I might lean Bramer. I do love, and I'm, I hate saying this, because I know the Southwest Livingston people are going to see this now and see that I'm picking against them again in the playoffs. Or again, for some other reason, they're going to come after me a little bit. Because Owen Ace and Glenn Hole up front are just monsters for Southwest. They're just so young outside of those guys that they're not really, the skill guys just aren't quite there for them. Uh, but I'll give the, the love of the little freshman quarterback and then also the freshman running back and kind of tight end shoe as well. I'll give Bramer some love there. I think uh, Coach Douglas gets um, his former assistant in a little rematch there. I hope that happens in a 4-5 or five matchup. It would be an interesting game uh, for the second round. might be an interesting possible game to go to kind of deal as well. Uh, depending on some other match- matchups around the state as well. So should be a lot of fun. And uh, that would just be a really fun story as well to watch Southwest and Bramer kind of play each other. Teams that are pretty close to each other that aren't um, in the same conference as of right now. Um, they kind of play each other and kind of renew a geographical rivalry a little bit there as well. be kind of cool to watch Southwest and Bramer kind of play um, with that, which I think right now would happen at the season end of the day. I don't know if it will because I know they got some tough games for both those teams coming up. But I think Bramer right now is my favorite to get the four seed. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I think they might get the four seed in that district, which would be a massive improvement there for uh, Bramer going forward. Okay, we'll go to next week now. If you have any more questions, keep them rolling in, and I'll try to answer them best I can. Okay, so first up, North Andrew at Stanbury. I think it's team – this is the third best game of the weekend kind of deal, but it's a fantastic football game. Two teams – that will just love to hit you in the mouth over and over and just see who's um, surviving after four quarters. As good as Linville is for North, I know I've went this whole time talking about Linville for North Andrew. He's a stud as well at quarterback, another freshman quarterback who's really good in the state. Uh, Ecker as well at running back is a fantastic football player. Uh, Goff, Chittum, they got a really good nucleus there at North Andrew. When they get healthy here and they are right now, they're going to be a tough out for Stanbury worth getting in conference play. But Stanbury right now, they're just a machine. They're just they come out there, they hit you in the mouth. They're across the board. So you got Austin Colvin, who's 6'4, 275. Tucker Sheber, who's not very big, but is a really talented running back. And then everyone else is like 6'1 to 6'2, 170 to 190. And they're all athletic. They all like to hit. There's kind of a fun team with that as well, with that going forward. Um, the second game of the week is I think the second best matchup, maybe the best matchup. Number seven, Oric at number two, Worth County. This will be that Anthony will be at. So on Twitter, at Crane underscore Anthony. Go follow him there to watch Oric play Worth County. That should be a lot of fun in that one as well. Might move this over a little bit so you can see my face while I'm talking, so I'm not just talking behind uh, the graphic. But that should be a lot of fun, that one, between Buchanan for Oric with Jackson Miller, Xander Stevenson and company. They got a lot of good nucleus there at Oric with a new coach with Coach Thacker playing Worth County team who just won a huge game last week. I want to see how they respond in a back-to-back week. I think Worth County will be fine here. I do think Worth County wins this game, but I think Oric does give them some fits here because Buchanan is a gifted runner. He's not a kid that I think is going to, just going to bowl through people like a Muff and like a Reinhardt. He's more of a crafty runner. He's going to find the little um, holes there in the line of scrimmage and squirt out. All of a sudden, he's gone for a 40-yard touchdown. He's a really just elusive runner and can see the holes really well. He's a really smart player for them as well. I think it's going to be a really fun football game. I do think in the end, Worth County does win this game. I think they're just a little better up front is where I'm kind of going with this one. Okay, and then up next we have uh, Mounts. I'm oh, sorry, almost to the South games. It's the game that I'm going at, number eight, Archie, at number three, Drexel. Should be a lot of fun. Um, I was going to go to this game last year, and then some COVID stuff hit Archie, and the game wasn't going to be as interesting, so I went to North Andrew Stanbury. So this year I am actually going to this game. Down in Drexel should be a lot of fun. Uh, to watch Coach Smith and the Archie Whirlwinds, who, by the way, they added the helmet, they added the Whirlwinds thing, and I am so happy because it's a great look for them. Um, and then Drexel as well. Um, Coach, they have Coffee, Coach Dean, and company there. Drexel is kind of a well-oiled machine as well. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun football game. I, just, I do think Drexel is the favorite going into this game. Um, until someone down south knocks them off, I'm going to side with Drexel. It's kind of the same thing with the – whole state discussion of who's going to win the state title until someone knocks off a Worth County, Stanbury, uh, EA kind of deal. They're kind of the favorites. Same thing down south with Drexel. Until someone knocks them off down south, they're the favorites each and every week down there. And this is their first big matchup of the week. I know Archie's been tested the last couple of weeks with Jasper and Bishop LeBlanc. This is Archie's first big matchup um, of the season. 
Uh, Mound City at number three, East Atchison. That was a huge game two years ago. <laughs> it had been a huge game last year. before, And that was a game Mound City kind of got their injury bugs. And they haven't been the same since then after losing Landon Papa in that game. Um, but give me East Atchison on this one. Different type of level there than 275. Kind of talked about before. Mount City is getting better as the year goes on with Rother at quarterback. Uh, both Tubbs get in the backfield as well. They're getting better. I just think EA is just uh, going to win this game. And Coach Dotson, the D coordinator there for EA, he's seen Mount City's scheme enough times. I think he knows how to slow it down enough uh, to where they can get a pretty good sized win here in East Action. They're going to put that number one defense um, on display there versus Mount City. We'll see if Mount City throws a few wrinkles at them to get some points up on the board in that one. Um, game on Thursday night, number five, North Shelby at Keatsville. They had to move it due to the ref shortages. Um, also, everyone watching this, week eight, if there's any cancellations, Schuyler County is looking for a game in week eight. So that's, I think, October 15th. They're looking for a game there. I want to give that a shout-out them over there. But North Shelby, they should roll in this one over Keatsville. North Shelby, one of the better teams in the state. Keatsville still building, only second year of the program. Up next here, Rockport at number six, King City. I think King City's going to come out motivated and refocused after last week's loss. They've lost two of the last three weeks here now to Stanbury and Worth County, the top two teams in the state. I think they come out here and they kind of hit Rockport in the mouth a little bit. I think Rockport, they found some things that they were doing wrong versus Atchison. They're going to be able to correct those things. I just think King City's, King City's a more talented team. And if King City does not win this game uh, by multiple scores, I'll be kind of surprised in that one as well. Uh, Rockport, they're going to ground the, the rock. They got Heron, they got Makings. All the guys over there, I just think King City is a more talented football team, so give me the Wildcats of King City to beat the Blue Jays of Rockport. Uh, Santa Fe at St. Paul Lutheran. This was a game a couple weeks ago that maybe had a little more hype because Santa Fe was 3-0. Lutheran was 2-1 with one loss to Oryx, and they were going to be 4-1 at this point. And then Santa Fe lost the last two weeks, kind of taking the shine off this game a little bit. I'm glad to see Lutheran in the rankings. I think Lutheran wins this game. This is a big week next week, I think, for homecoming versus Lockwood. So a really interesting kind of two weeks here for St. Paul Lutheran. Uh, KC's Christian at LeBlanc. LeBlanc should win this one fairly comfortably in this one. Uh, same with Skylar at Albany. Albany should win that one. Uh, Northwest Hughesville at Concordia. I think it'd be a lot of points scored in this one. I think Concordia can throw the ball a little bit and maybe challenge the Hughesville secondary a bit. I think Hughesville up front will have the advantage in this one uh, with Cross White, uh, Bales. Um, there's another kid from Northwest Hughesville. I'm forgetting his name up front uh, who's played really well this year. I just can't quite think of his name right now. So they're going to be fine. Also, Caden Crooker. I'm not, I'm not forgetting Crooker. He's a really good football player. Leads the state in tackles. There's another lineman they had who played really well last week uh, when I saw him versus Knock County a couple weeks ago. Hughesville should win this game. If they don't, I'll be kind of surprised with that. Uh, Nawi Valley at DeKalb. I think it's a get-right game for the Thunder. I think Nawi Valley does win this one, get their second win of the program, um, get over DeKalb. DeKalb, they have some rebuilding to do kind of deal. Uh, Jasper Greenfield. Greenfield. They couldn't hang with Lockwood last week. Jasper's kind of the same level. Jasper should win this one fairly comfortably. St. Joe Christian going to Knox County. Uh, give me Knox um, in this one. St. Joe Christian still kind of re- trying to rebuild their program towards former glory. Um, I'm actually getting to it right now, uh, Clayton uh, Robertson. Going to Liberal at Lockwood. Um, so it should be a lot of fun with this one. I think... Lockwood, I, Lockwood, I'll make you a promise here. Lockwood, if you win this week, I think St. Paul Lutheran will win as well. I will go to St. Paul Lutheran next week to watch them play Lockwood. Lockwood's a pretty far drive for me on a Friday night, but going to St. Paul Lutheran, it's a short little hour drive over to, for me over to Concordia. So Lockwood, I'll make you a promise. You win this week, I'll come to your game next week. And Lockwood, and part of that is Lockwood and Lutheran have been kind of my white whales this past year. I've had them in the rankings the last couple of weeks, trying to get some buzz around them to get them ranked a little bit. Uh, with that, I'll go too quick to Stoneburner's question as well. Um, I was going to go to North Shelby Stanbury, but unfortunately with Stanbury and their situation with their press box, it's really tough to, to broadcast over there. And if there's any bad weather at all, my system is not set up to be outside uh, like that in the open elements. I don't want to risk that a little bit and get knocked off the air, um, have to broadcast in the bleachers kind of deal. So I'm going to do some Stanbury games the last two weeks of the year, I think. Um, they're playing EA in Worth County. Didn't want to do really Stanbury the last three weeks as well. So unfortunately, I won't probably get to see North Shelby in person, which really kind of frustrates me because um, I wanted to see them in person. But unfortunately, with that um, kind of situation with their media people there, it's hard to broadcast from Stanbury um, with that right now. So as I said, Clayton, Lockwood wins this week over Liberal. 
you're booking a ticket for me next week for them at St. Paul Lutheran. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, two of my favorite uh, new kind of programs in the state of Missouri. Uh, Northland Christian and Auburn Harden Central. This is a fun matchup. I think Northland Christian has a chance to get another win here. They had a bye week last week. Kind of refocus after a kind of rough uh, few weeks there in the middle of starting 1-0, losing their last three. I think they have a chance here versus Norman Harden Central. I'm probably leaning towards the Aggies at this point. I think they're a little more trustworthy at this point. They're a little more consistent on offense. Um, I mean, Northland, the pieces are there. They, they've had opportunities to score points this year. They're just not – they're either dropping passes or they're just missing one little read. It's right there for them. Maybe they'll figure it out this week. I'll have to keep an eye on this game as it goes on. Uh, Appleton City, Osceola. This is Anthony's uh, team right here. Appleton City, I think AC wins this one. I think Appleton gets a win here. Osceola has been better this year than they have been in the past. I think Appleton wins this week. I think they beat Greenfield here in a couple of weeks as well. Possibly get two wins in the year for um, Appleton City. Also, Appleton City, arguably the best uniforms in the Wemo. I said they red and blue, great um, bulldog on the side of the helmet, fantastic look for them uh, going forward. Uh, Southwest Livingston at Platte Valley, Southwest big win last week. Platte Valley, I think they're the third best team in the, in the 275, maybe fourth. Um, I think they get a win over Southwest at home to so give me Platte Valley in this one. Pattonsburg, Rich Hill, this is a fun game. I just I can't really put my finger on either one of these teams and how good they really are this year. Um, I'm gonna lean. I really haven't even thought about this game too much here going forward. Two good quarterbacks, Zane Reed for Pattonsburg and um, McFrederick for Rich Hill. I think I'm going to lean Rich Hill in this one at home to get a win here. Their first time in three meetings versus Pattonsburg, get a win actually, except that with a win. Um, it would be a big win for Rich Hill in the South kind of deal with two teams who are both kind of the same level in their conferences to get a, a win there. I think it would be great for the Wemo kind of going forward on that. In the last game of the week, South Holt at Stewartsville Osborne. Uh, South Holt should win this one fairly comfortably, in my opinion, uh, going forward. And then Bramer right now does not have a game. Uh, we'll see if anything kind of manifests, but I don't think anything's going to at this point. Maybe. I don't know. Um, are there any other questions here before I sign off for the night? I've been talking for about 45 minutes, so you guys probably had enough of me at this point. Um, but yeah, should be a lot of fun. We're getting to it. I mean, October 1st is week six. October 29th is the week first is the week one of the playoffs. So we are getting there. I am keeping an eye on playoff potential matchups. Um, I'll have to look into broadcasting. I don't think we're going to be able to do uh, playoff games just because the budget right now is just not where it's supposed to, not where it's going to be. But I'm going to keep doing these for as long as we can. And then once I'm done broadcasting for the season, I will go to games and shoot highlights as well to get some playoff highlights and everything to get some coverage from around the state as well going forward. So as we have, I'll probably say week one. It's kind of those play-in games. District 4 is probably where I'm going to go because um, right now I was kind of messing with some stuff and kind of projecting out um, and who I think is going to win what games, what it's going to do for the standings a little bit. And as I said earlier, mission points make no sense to me, trying to figure all that stuff out. I'm good at math. I don't understand their math. Mission math is different than my math, apparently. Um, I'm trying to figure it all out. Um, has your opinion changed on who's – you have meeting in the state championship from the start of the season, it has. Um, and part of that is because my preseason, who I had going to the district state championship game, they ended up in the same district. <laughs> I had um, Oric and King City. I don't think either one of those teams make the state championship at this point. I think King City has a great chance. Oric, I want to see what they do versus some good teams here with Worth County and North Shelby coming up. Um, but down south, um, I'll go with my district champions kind of going forward here. Answer those questions. I do think Drexel wins district one. I think they'll be either Archie or Lockwood in the district championship game, depending on how that other side of the bracket goes. Um, I do believe um, North Shelby or Lutheran wins district two. I believe, I think it's going to be North Shelby. I think they just, I trust them a little bit more at this point to win that big game. But if that game, so say if North Shelby, they lose to Oric and, and um, Stanberry, they could follow the two spot. And now they have to go across the state to go to St. Paul Lutheran to play a district championship game. That's very intriguing for me as well to see maybe Lutheran can get a win there. But I think North Shelby is just a little bit better than them at this point. Uh, district number three, I think King City wins that district at this point. I have more faith in them right now than Oric or LeBlond. Um, but they could have to go through – King City could have to go through Oric and then LeBlond as well. Uh, that makes it really tough there for that 2-3 seed to win that district to win back-to-back -back really tough games. The district four, uh, I think whoever wins district four wins state. Between Stanbury, Worth County, EA, whoever wins that district and kind of is able to survive that, if, they, if they're healthy when they survive that kind of deal, 
uh, will be the favorite to win state. I think whoever's the one seed will be the favorite because they don't have to play the other one until the district championship game kind of deal. Um, so right now, if I had to pick a state championship game, I would go Stanbury-Drexel would be my state championship game. I think Drexel would win their district, beat either Oric or King City in the state semifinal, and Coach Dean would finally get the state championship game for his first time in four tries. Um, he's made the state semifinals the first three years, uh, two years in Miami and last year at Drexel, last two years at Drexel, so this would be his fifth time is a charm there for him. Um, but that's where we're at right now. I actually also do a thing where I kind of – one of my screens, I have kind of a tier list of with that um, that I think is very interesting and kind of it's not so important how to rank teams one through thirty eight. I think that's kind of a, a fool's errand to kind of rank everybody. Well, who's twenty? Who's twenty one? No one really cares about that. I think there's a tier system that could kind of work better. So tier one, I think there's four teams in tier one: Stanbury, Worth County, EA, Drexel. These are the four best teams in the state. I have them right now, uh, right there. And then the next tier, I have King City, North Shelby, Oric. Archie, St. Paul, Lutheran. I have those next five teams in that little tier of these are all state contenders, but there's something with each one of them that kind of gives me some pause kind of deal. They're not quite as good as the top four teams, but they're right there with them, and they could win a state championship, and it would not surprise me if the right things kind of broke their way. The next tier, uh, tier three, dangerous playoff teams that you don't really want to face, but I don't know if they can do enough to beat two or three really good teams in a row come playoff time. This is Lockwood. North Andrew, LeBlanc, Jasper, South Hole, Platte Valley. Um, those six teams are all going to be really pain the bus to kind of play in the playoffs. But we've seen them versus some top teams that kind of struggled. South Hole versus Worth County, Platte Valley versus um, – who did they lose to? Platte Valley lost to South Hole, so they're kind of in that same little tier for me. Um, LeBlanc losing to Archie. They beat North Andrew earlier the year, but they were kind of injured. I think North Andrew wins that game in a rematch kind of deal. Uh, Lockwood, you've seen them. I think they they have a chance the next couple of weeks to kind of prove their worth when they have Archie and St. Paul Luther on their schedule still um, going forward. Uh, tier 4, kind of the same thing with Tier 3, teams that you don't want to really play in the playoffs, but there's some definite flaws that you have been exposed so far this year. Uh, Hughesville, Rockport, Albany, Mount City, Knox County, whether it's injuries, uh, just toughness of their district kind of deal, their conference, those teams are kind of there. And then the last three tiers, uh, Tier 5, I have Rich Hill, Nauvoo Valley, Bramer, Liberal, Pattonsburg, teams that can beat up on some of the lower-level teams, but they start to step up, and they kind of hit a wall. Um, same with District 6, Tier 6, Livingston, Concordia, Norman Hart Central, Santa Fe, Northland, Stewartsville, teams that kind of beat up on each other in that area, can beat the teams below them, but really struggle to move up. And then the last tier is all the winless teams in Greenfield, so Appleton, Greenfield, Skyler, Osceola, St. Christian, DeKalb, and Keatsville is where I have those teams. So that's how I kind of look at the tiers. I could be totally wrong. Um, but that's where I kind of have it. But I think Stanbury right now is the favorite to win state. I would go Stanbury over Drexel for a state championship game. But Stanbury, their work's not done. I know they beat King City week, I think it was week two or three, week three. But their schedule coming up, they got North Andrew this week, home versus North Shelby, at East Ashton, at Worth County. If they go through that stretch undefeated, they finish 9-0, they are by far the favorite to win state because they've beaten – Three of the top five contenders in the state, or four of the top five contenders in the state, everyone but Drexel they've played pretty much, that would put them right there. So that's what I have for you guys. Are there any other questions you guys want me to answer um, kind of going forward before I shut it down for the night and we'll get some food? That's what I have for you guys. It's been a blast. Make sure you guys tune in. 6.50 is when I'll probably start right after the National Anthem plays there in Drexel. to have Archie versus Drexel. Um, hope you guys enjoy this. Hope you guys enjoy the graphics I put up there as well. They're going to help with the broadcast a little bit during the season. Uh, I know it was a little hard to hear me last week. I didn't have my, my headset was kind of acting up a little bit. It'll be fixed for this week. So if you hear me a little better down there at Drexel. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to go south. I'll probably go in south this week. I do think Lockwood wins. So I think they go with them and Lutheran the following week. And I'm looking at Stanbury EA and Worth County hosting Stanbury for the last two weeks of the year. And then possibly a possible matchup in districts uh, in the playing game with probably like either Albany at Rockport, um, Albany Mount City kind of deal in that Mount City at Albany. Those kind of teams are going to be there. I think they're the 7, 8, 9, 10 spot there in the district number four. Not only Valley should probably get the 10 seed in that one. So that 8, 9 matchup in that district will probably be the go-to game for me in that week. But we'll see what happens. Thank you guys for listening. I don't think I don't see any more questions on here. Um, I'll give it just another second to kind of see if we have anything else. Let's scroll through here and make sure I didn't miss anything while I was talking. 
ideal. I think I got all the questions as well. So thank you guys for watching. Uh, make sure if you want to share this, fantastic. I just talked for 15 minutes about eight-man football. Um, I love the coverage we're giving everybody. I love the feedback we get from the coaches. Also, a quick shout-out. Uh, there's 38 teams in eight-man football, and I have lips written down here. Um, only six do we not have any stats for so far this year. Um, so no stats for Keatsville, Appleton, Greenfield, St. Joe Christian, Southwold, or Stewartsville, Osborne. Uh, Mount City added their stats this week. So there's five teams where I have some stats, but not all. So Lockwood, Knox, Santa Fe, North Shelby I have all but last week. And then Osceola I have week one, but not week two or three yet. Maybe they've been updated since I've been talking here. But those five teams. The other 27 teams have posted their stats. They are all up to date on the Google Docs. They're all ordered correctly now. I did that last night. So if you guys want to see any of the stats, uh, you want to see where you rank, where your teammates rank, your uh your kid rank, your grandkids, whatever it may be, it is all in those Google Docs there at the top of the Facebook and Twitter pages if you want to see there. So all the stats are there. Uh, what does Zinner have that I don't? Uh, he doesn't bug me about it. <laughs> Which I will get to see Don, uh, John Dykstra, Zinner, Roush, and all the good folks there and the media around Northwest Missouri at the Northwest Missouri Western game on Saturday because I'll be there. I'll have a media patch for that one. So, I, I do two things. I cover D2 football as well for the MIAA, so that should be a lot of fun uh, with that. So that's what I have right there. And, John, I have to be the ugliest dude in the, in the media poll. It's just the way this is the rules. I have to be the ugliest dude. I can't have anybody uglier than me. Be the meme. I'm just kidding uh, with that. So that's what we have with that right now. Uh, you guys have a good rest of your night. I will see you guys Friday. I will have the uh, Twitter poll up uh, tomorrow morning. So I didn't do it today. I forgot. Uh, but all the Twitter polls for all the games, I will have that up in the morning. And it should be a lot of fun. I'll get ready for this Friday night. But everyone, have a great night. I will see you guys Friday night. And that was Straight Up Sports with Evan Albertson.